2: It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. Our friend, Trotter, Martinaro. He's eating leftover toast from last night. I told you that's not for eating, Andy. That was for throwing. He just pocketed some toast,
0: Andy. It's not even bread, <laughs> but it,
1: it smelled so good. I had to wash down that 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 hot dog. It's made out of
2: like. Crayola
0: foam <laughs> stuff. Yeah. It's, oh my gosh. <laughs> so gross. Uh, Yeah. That so we so need funny. a. Uh, we definitely need so an update. Uh, our, our first and most important movie-related story is the Sarmento uh, prototype home Rocky Horror Picture Show uh, engagement kit
2: indoctrination. 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 Yes, <laughs> yes, because it's it's meant for people that do not that have not seen it. And have not had that live
0: participatory experience. That's uh, it's fantastic. Now you started posting pictures on Discord, and uh, the, their prep is amazing. It is fully protected. The entire space is protected with tarps and sheets. <laughs> and uh, just it, could you could you walk us through uh, the the setup? What you did the, the to, to make this a reality? <laughs> well, it started several
2: months ago with. Just scouring the internet looking for um, the audience participation scripts. Like, what what are the pieces that are out there? Because my memory's you know a little hazy. It's been a long time. I don't know all of the lines. There's a few that I remembered, but I I know there's a a lot out there. So my wife and I found I think two or three out there. And what we did is uh, watch the movie several times and sort of cross check these to to create one solid script that we felt captured the best balance of not being overly uh, intrusive, um, but not so much that it's, you know, lots of uh, downtime for the audience. Mm -hmm. So that was getting the script honed. And then over the past week or two, it was uh, getting all the props together of uh and and modifying because we did not use squirt guns because uh, squirt guns shooting them inside the house not gonna work in a confined space didn't want to damage the ceiling so we went with little spray bottles so we made some slight modifications uh for not being in a big auditorium
1: that didn't keep uh someone behind me from from getting way too close (laughs) and filling my ear
2: with water every time (laughs) <laughs> it was, quote, raining. <laughs> so now we did that. We had, so we had, you know, we what we did is we distributed things. Uh, my wife and I had marked in our scripts what were times to distribute things to people because it was tough to, there's a lot of pieces to juggle. Um, so we would, we had times when we'd say, okay, here's your toilet paper. Hold on to this. Here's your hot dog. Hold on to this. You, you know, here's... Here's your, your confetti poppers. Here's your party hats. Yeah, all that stuff. So it was uh, follow, following along in the script and making sure everybody had all their their gear that they needed to uh, enjoy the show.
0: Wow. All right. So, Andy, uh, on-scene report, how did it hit going into a uh, recreation of an experience for a movie that's 45 years old? It was uh, it was a ton of fun.
1: I mean, it's it was a, a great way to kind of relive that experience because really that's how you watch that movie. It's not a great movie. Yeah. In fact, it's, it's nonsense. not a great movie. <laughs> uh, my wife and I were talking about it when we were driving her home. We're like, what is that movie? Like, what is that about? What a, a <laughs> nonsensical film it is. It's just so silly. But you do it for the experience. And imagine yeah. that you, nowadays you kind of would argue that you have the same thing with the room. It's very much that same sort of thing where you go watch it because it's so bad in these like big group settings where everybody's, um, I don't actually, I don't know if they say lines and stuff when they watch the room or if they just laugh at it communally. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, uh, no, they put on an amazing show. It was a ton of fun. So, um, if, uh, if they do it again, you need to get
0: your butt out here. Well, I can't wait to see the next step because if I know anything about, the uh sarmento has- household that you should begin uh designing uh product photography boxes like <laughs> kit, the, the actual kit itself uh, and you'll be able to purchase this <laughs> in stores near you uh i, I can't wait <laughs> i don't know where you would pick <laughs> to make something like this up it, it uses yeah, you know, it's the on the shelves uses, at Walmart, yeah, Target. Yeah. Well, it's good. It has to be some place that also sells perishables, right? I mean, you're going to have to buy. Yes, you,
1: you don't want to. Yeah, freeze dried hot dogs. Yeah, uh, you need to get the toast, the rice. Yeah,
0: there's a few things that you. I guess you could yes. probably package <laughs> rice safely. It's not yeah, like rice is fine. Is. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> nice, nice work, Chance Good party. Uh oh, what else is uh, what else is going on in your movie worlds? I'm all caught up. He is with you know. my Oscars. I'm all caught up. What oh, so last I'm, week? I mean,
2: for best picture, best picture, I'm I'm caught up. So other things, and yeah, I try to, in, you know, other years try to get a little bit broader into making sure I've seen things like for actor and all that. And this year, I just had to focus on on best picture. So there's some categories where I'm going to be, you know, sort of shooting blind in, on my uh, Oscar picks. I am two behind and. uh,
1: my wife and I feel confident that we can check them both off the list this weekend. So that's our goal. We've got to finish Roma and Green Book. Once we watch those you two star- films.
0: Oh. You've started Roma? And no, you haven't I, watched no I I mean that we just oh, have you to. Just, okay. Yeah.
1: All right. But we're close. We're very close. So we watched Bohemian Rhapsody the other night. And so uh, I could check that off.
0: I, I read your review on Rhapsody and I think you and I agreed completely yeah and you know once i got some distance from the film as as far as being a queen fan well i don't know you can recap what you thought of it
1: no i i think that they do a great job of recreating the band the concerts all that stuff especially that you know 20 minute live aid oh, performance which amazing. was amazing even on my little home theater system i mean it it was uh, just you know knocking my teeth out it was it was so well done so loud just vibrant um The story itself is just purely straightforward music biopic, and Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it, but it didn't. uh, I don't know. I just felt like they could have done something more. And and granted, I I went into it really not knowing much about the backstory of Queen other than the vaguest of things as far as Freddie Mercury is concerned. But um, but even still, I walked out of it going, "Okay, well, I I learned from it about what I would expect from a standard music biopic. And I, you yeah. know, to that end, they could have done something more with it, but, um, uh, but it's still enjoyable and largely I think it's just because the music. Yeah. And he, and he is so good. And, and R- Rami Malik. It was stunning what he brought to the table there. Um, who was it who, who ended up coming in to finish directing? Cause for some reason in my head, I thought that Brian, uh, singer didn't end up getting directing credit, but he did. And I can't remember who came in to actually wrap that up do you guys remember
0: no i'm looking at the credits right now and it's still brian singer
1: yeah it's it's brian singer yeah because somebody had to come in to um uh finish directing it when he got when he got booted boy that film went through yeah years of troubles oh yeah uh dexter fletcher that's right yeah he came in and uh He said uh, they had done about two-thirds of the production by the time he came on. He came on to the last few weeks of principal photography and editing and the bits and pieces like that. I was looking at two complete acts in a good film, and I had to not let it down, is what he said. Mm. So, But, yeah, no credits for him. He was just the fill-in guy who likely will get a nice pat on the back.
0: John Krasinski announced uh, Quiet Place 2. You guys Mm. excited about this? May 5th, 2020, or May 15th, 2020. I, I can be excited about it.
1: it. It's one of those ones where the first film was so perfectly done, Yeah, they would've, it would have been great if they left it alone. Of course they're not going to, and I guess that's okay. Um, but uh, yeah, it's one of those things where if they do it right, then I, I, will, I won't
0: have any issues with it. Which sense are they going to take away now? <laughs> no. No. Don't smell. Oh, they've got to find the right Don't story. Yeah. <laughs> Aliens only show up when you taste oh. iron. <laughs> they they should have her
1: have a run in with Sandra Bullock from Bird Box. Exactly. And it, it can Bird Sandra, Box Sandy it would never the, know. <laughs> it would be the uh, it would be the uh, the the missing missing senses
0: uh, of universe <laughs> that we could start right. establishing here. That's right. <laughs> the MSU. <laughs> Oh, Oh, that's great. I see a future series for our show coming up. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Has everybody seen Alita Battle Angel? Can we do a quick review? I have not seen it, but
1: Uh, we were going to go. I was was excited to go. And then I was talking to my kids and and my youngest, um, who is eight. I said, let's go see this movie, Alita Battle Angel. And he's like, oh, is that the one with the robots? I don't want to see that one. Like, are you sure you're thinking of the oh. right movie he's like yeah yeah and so like, well, let's watch the trailer again and just make sure so we came in and watched the trailer and he's like no yeah no 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 way too scary I was
2: like oh okay okay All right. so we didn't go yeah
0: you've got human faces on mechanical yeah. bodies yeah it's, it's, it's that part is jarring and it's good like the the, uh, yeah. uh, the effects work is is good whatever you think of the film and you will think things of the film <laughs> the effects work is just lovely <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pete! What does that mean? You will I, think we're things not up the to talk movie. about it right now.
2: Oh, okay. Well, would you agree? Probably not a good idea to take an eight-year-old to it. Whether or not, just being off-put by the real faces on the bodies. For me, I think there was some pretty brutal violence in that that I think might be a bit much. For yeah, uh, you
0: know, I forget. Yeah, like i audience. when Andy and I first talked about it, he was like, "Oh, should I take my kids?" And I took my kids and i said sure take your kids but my kids are older (laughs) than your kids so probably not (laughs) yes i my youngest is 12 and we saw it and and he uh really enjoyed it and um really really enjoyed it uh so um yeah it it's definitely got some some creepy things but rosa salazar uh is i think she's she's just a terrific physical actress and you know uh whatever they did to her to make her robot up um she pulled it off uh for me and those eyes the she's eyes. got the creepiest yeah, eyes yeah, yeah. <laughs> those eyes <laughs> <laughs> uh and, and so yeah i don't know what did you did you like it steve were you a fan
1: well he's the one who's been waiting 20 years so i'm i am yeah, excited
0: that's what, yeah that's kind of what i want to hear well, i you know it's
2: Challenging because they're this is an adaptation of a a series. I mean, this was a whatever graphic novel or whatever series that ran for like several years, so there was so much story, and they had to pick part of it. And so, there's I think they handled some pieces where there was some backstory and they they didn't have to explain a lot, uh, which I felt was good, but there's a much larger world here, and I mostly enjoyed it. I, I think there were some pacing issues and a, f- a few things. I, I didn't have a heart full of joy. I did enjoy it, but it wasn't like that. Yes, this is so much fun. I really love this movie. I, I have, as Andy likes to say, yeah. some quibbles. <laughs> yeah.
1: I only have quibbles with my five-star movies. <Yes>.
2: Well,
0: I yeah. so I
2: don't know, Pete. Are you in the same same boat there? With it's 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 fun, but missing some things.
0: <sighs> big sigh, Steve. I yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, it is. It, I I do have some. <laughs> it's I guess I don't have quibbles because it's not a five star movie for me. Um, it is. It, it's a work of art, like James Cameron's stuff is right now, which is yeah. you know it's 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 a big beautiful. Um, extravagant, uh, albeit hollow, uh, Franken story. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, the the yeah. script is is about as uh, well put together as the worst cyborgs in the movie. You know what I mean? Like it's just sort of <laughs> tripping over itself in ways that I just i i that were forehead slappingly like silly. in in areas that that I just wanted it felt like it like success was right in reach like snatching defeat from the jaws of victory they have every single component in this movie to make it fantastic Uh, and it's you know they forgot the script yeah (laughs) ouch! (laughs) yeah. And and yet I had a great time. And it it baffles me that it's a 7.6 on IMDb. It just baffles me that it's that that the, you know, out of 44000 votes that it is, uh, uh, you know, that high. Uh, Let me remind you, I would rather go watch its predecessor, James Kahn's 1975 rollerball uh which is only a six point six <laughs>
1: that's a fantastic movie
0: it's a fantastic movie <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm not sure where you're going with that well, I, you have to see you're it. trying to try to make it sound like a bad movie you'd rather watch, but that's no no no, no, that's it this is not, it, you know it's
0: <laughs> it's one of those like I, that pe- more people should see rollerball <laughs> It has fewer uh cyborg uh sword wielding cyborgs uh in it but uh, anyhow. The kids loved it. That's who it's for. Uh, for you know, yes, they really it, loved it. it, it yeah. Exactly. Yes. I'm, it was for the kids. It's for the kids.
2: It is for the right. kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we what have about?
0: any other uh, news?
1: Marvel news. Let's do it. Do you guys hear the exciting Guinness Book of World Records Marvel news? Yes. I love this. Hugh Jackman yes, was awarded Guinness yes. Book of World Records record for his uh, longest career as a live action Marvel superhero.
2: For playing Wolverine, it wasn't just Hugh Jackman though. Who was the other one? It was also Patrick Stewart. Wow, that's right. Yes, you didn't you didn't see it because there's a there's a video circulated no, did, on YouTube. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So Hugh Jackman's there, and they announce this to him, and then the, he has a little, I think, like video chat with uh, Patrick Stewart,
0: and they sort of share that honor. <laughs> I don't know. I sort of feel like that's. Uh... That's uh, why would you give a Guinness book award? That's like, I mean, is there a Guinness book for every job? <laughs> like, yeah, right. there... Who was who was the
2: most longstanding James Bond? Is that in the Guinness Book of it World Records? It does make you
1: wonder. Mm. I, I don't know how these things yes. get into the Guinness Book of World Records. It yeah. is always a curiosity. Uh, he did yes. say uh, when I was a kid, the Guinness Book of World Records was it. That's it. I've made it. This is why I got into showbiz. Yeah. <laughs> And then he proceeded to say his first attempt was most coins snatched off at the elbow when he was 10 before moving on to the longest marathon playing badminton singles with his
0: brother. Oh my God. Yes. OK. Well, just just, uh, you know, so great for us. It's a perspective. It's right next to uh, world's largest bee spotted for the first time in nearly four decades. And it's as big as your thumb. Oh that thing is frightening looking right like literally the wow. bee is in is above hugh jackman as wolverine and look <laughs> at what like it's that, <laughs> what can take you uh, wolverine down that bee can that bee can take Wolverine <laughs> yes. down. also a history of record-breaking giants 100 years after the tallest man was ever born so i guess i guess guinness does have a way to put all of these things in appropriate perspective Thanks, Ay. guys.
1: <laughs> the only other uh, Marvel news that I wanted to say did you did either of you guys listen to the Wolverine podcast uh, that they did? A um, gosh, when was it? Like last year? Oh, it think, was a or... fictional one, right? Yeah, the fictional Wolverine podcast. I didn't. I heard I, about it. I had a great yeah. time mm-hmm. listening to it. I thought they did a fantastic job. They had a great cast, great production values. And it uh, succeeded well enough where they actually are going to have the next journey of Wolverine, uh, the podcast Marvel's Wolverine, The Lost Trail. It had a trailer drop this week and uh, it'll go live next month. So that uh, if you're interested in listening to uh, storytelling podcasts, uh, I think they do a pretty good job with that one. So
0: awesome.
2: Yes. Good stuff. That's great. I like the
1: art. Yeah, right, right. You don't get to see art, really, when you're listening to
2: it. It, Yeah, no, it's not not an artful medium. Uh, Uh, All
0: right, should we do uh, trailers?
1: Let's do them. This was was a very costume drama trailer, Heavy Week.
0: Yeah, what happened there? Yes, it was.
1: I don't know, it just was a thing. It was a thing, it very much was. That
0: was awesome.
2: That's all that's out there.
1: (laughs) There's only costume dramas now.
0: (laughs) Yes. Well, we don't have an A24. We don't have a red band. uh, So I'm going to go ahead and go in the order of posting, which means I get to go first. (laughs) I like how you set that up for yourself. What do you think about that? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My trailer is... Well, first of all, on all of these trailers, look at these casts, right? I looked at each one of these films was like this is a movie that needs to be made. Like if you put all of these people together, I would be excited about whatever movie. Uh, but this one in particular, I'm uh, going to take that actually for my trailer. I, I love that you just said that
1: what? out loud for everybody to hear. Because you just included uh, Kevin Costner in that list. I
0: know. I did, Andy. (laughs) God. Believe me. I was coming to that. I can't believe that all of these trailers excite me the way that they do. I really... Uh, They're great. Mine is The Kid. It comes from director Vincent D'Onofrio, who is also uh, behind the story with Andrew Lanham, and he's in it uh, a little bit. It stars Ethan Hawke and Dane DeHane and Jake Shore and Leela George and Adam Baldwin and Chris Pratt as the mean uncle uh actually in the write-up they call him evil uncle and uh, i think that's fantastic it's a story of rio played by jake shore who uh, goes across the southwestern united states to save his sister sarah from evil uncle uh, uncle chris and uh, along the way he uh, runs into you know pat garrett played by ethan hawk who was busy at the time chasing billy the kid played by Dane DeHane. Uh, and uh, so it's a good versus evil story, and old Rio gets to decide, am I going to be good or am I going to be evil? And it's a fantastic shoot 'em up Western, and I, all of these people look so great. The thing that uh, I got a little bit excited about was looking for where the money was coming from for this movie, because I noticed that Jordan Shore was producing uh, this thing, and I'd never heard of Jordan Shore, and I should have, uh, because Jordan Shore was uh, the CEO of Meerman Shore Pictures. He's a former president of Geffen Records, comes from the music industry. Among his other ventures, Jordan Schur is a majority partner in Jordan Realty with real estate holdings in Manhattan. He's a principal partner in a New York-based document retention company, Cityside Archives, with his father, Joel Schur, along with his wife, designer Stephanie Schure, He's created a fashion house, Michon Schure. I, what what an eclectic bit of hustle, side hustles that he's got there. <laughs> but no podcast. Uh, no podcast. No. <laughs> yes. Uh, so uh, anyway, the kid, what'd you think? I think as I posted in the trailers channel, I, I
2: was like, is this a prequel to Magnificent Seven? Because we've got three of these, three of these faces. I, I wondered if this was something that came about as they were shooting that of like, Hey, this is fun. Let's do a Western again. We had a lot of fun with this with Chris Pratt, Vincent yeah. and Ethan Hawke. Um, I don't know what to make of this one. I love, I love loved seeing these guys, seeing them in a Western again, I, the story. I'm curious about the story that we're getting told and what the focus is going to be. It's called, the kid um and so is it about pat garrett and billy the kid is it about the kid and i'm wondering about the balance of the story and that's what concerns me is it really is the trailer telling us what the movie is really about or is it going to be a case like uh oh andy what was that movie alpha where we're going to get another trailer, and it's going to be you know like, hey, it's really about this this kid, and like Ethan Hawke and Chris Pratt, they're only in the movie for about ten. And we'll 15 have Salisbury minutes, Hill. It's play. really about the
0: yes, exactly. I'd see that so, movie. I, I don't know, Hill. But... just Salisbury Hill. Just, <laughs> yes. but please take Alpha away, just Salisbury Hill. Just a black screen. I think Steve. I think you're probably so, right, yeah. and uh, but because you know everything else that I've read about the movie really says this is the movie that is about young, sure, going across country and that, uh, you know, he runs into all of these colorful faces. But it really is a story of his journey to decide who he wants to be uh, and, uh, you know, in the context of the bigger world that's going on around him. So my hunch is that they use all these faces to bring you into the movie. But it's but that's okay. I'll I'll try that anyway.
1: I'm curious about it, um, largely because Vincent Dino is directing it. Uh, And and I mean, it looks great, Um, but, and and I think the thing that I want to say maybe most piqued my curiosity about the whole story and what they're doing with it is the line that ends the trailer or is toward the end of the trailer when uh, Ethan Hawke says, you know, it doesn't matter what happens. What matters is the story they tell. Yeah. I was like, that's actually, that could put an interesting spin on everything that they're doing here. And I wonder if that's going to be kind of a a theme uh, that they kind of play with over the course of it. So it it piqued my curiosity for
2: sure. So I guess the part that's intriguing and maybe this is what you were hinting at and I, I'm just not awake enough yet, but our Our kid jake shore is the son of jordan shore that's producing this thing Mm -hmm. so hey i've got a movie i'm gonna make and put my kid in it i want all these a-list actors around it so my kid has this fun experience being in it. he
0: doesn't look terrible in it though you know i mean uh, you know he he looks he looks good so you know yes we'll Uh, see uh the the thing that d'onofrio the thing about (laughs) d'onofrio directing um there's a movie that I haven't seen, from April 2010, called Don't Go Into the Woods. Have either of you seen this movie? I have not. A young band heads to the woods in order to focus on writing new songs, hoping to emerge with new music that will score them their big break. They instead find themselves in the middle of a nightmare beyond comprehension. It is a horror musical directed by Vincent D'Onofrio, and it scored a massive 2.7. On the IMDb scale. Wow. Doesn't seem it. This is <laughs> like when you look at D'Onofrio's directing credits, it's five minutes, Mr. Yeah. Wells, a short from 2005 and don't go into the woods and the kid. <sighs> that might not bode well. Yeah. Uh, so, I, you mm. know, to your point, Andy, I'm very curious about this. I I'm big on Vincent D'Onofrio right now. I think he's he's great. Uh, I hope I hope I hope he is uh, he's got a property that. uh you know that it allows him to show off, uh, you know, a- exceptional directing talent, and not the other thing. Here's hoping. Here's hoping. Comes out March eighth. It's coming right up. Who's next? All right, Steve. Oh, you're so next. Steve, you're up next. All right,
2: yeah, I'm I'm up next, and I probably picked this trailer because I've just been playing so much Red Dead Redemption two <laughs> in my house, and so this just I was like, hey, it's like the game. There's a bad guy and comes in town, and people are getting shot, and we've got so it just. It spoke to me that way because there's not a whole lot about this that uh, I'm like, yeah, I've got to see this movie. But it looks like an interesting Western where you've got a town that's trying to be this nice, peaceful place. And you've got, you know, dark characters that, that come in from out of town and start bringing trouble with them. So it's a it's a type of story that's been told before. Uh, we've got an I- Irish undertaker that sort of gets recruited to to bury some of these guys that are getting taken out by john cusack as a really dark gunslinger that comes into town which seems an odd role for him but we've got emile hirsch as this irish undertaker uh i think maybe an interesting arc to see how again a character deals with the consequences of the decisions that he makes um yeah this is again i'm i'm loading in the uh Trailer Rewind on this one that uh, I know this one's got. It says it's got a, a release date of March 15th. I don't know that this one is going to actually be in theaters. This may show up on, you know, streaming services in a couple months, and JJ and I can watch it later this summer or fall. Uh, Never Grow Old. Uh, written and directed by Ivan Kavanaugh. I don't know any of his other work. Um, so, again, I... I guess building off of Pete, we've got familiar faces in a movie, a director that may or may not be able to successfully <laughs> pull this off. Um, That's the but, name of
0: our series. Well, familiar faces well, in a movie, so, questionable directors. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So he. The,
2: so a couple of other movies Ivan has directed, Mr. Kavanaugh has directed, uh, are sort of in that horror genre. The Canal uh, in twenty fourteen. Uh, which looked like an interesting sort of horror thriller. I checked out the trailer of that because I wanted to get a sense of the what his work is like. But yeah, I, this one, these are I haven't seen John Cusack in anything that's been really successful in a really long time. Uh, Emile Hirsch is sort of one of those, maybe he should be getting more recognition i don't know if it's just choices that he's making but both these guys are not ones that you're like oh yeah i've got to see that movie and yeah that's that's what we've got it looks <laughs> yeah I, I it's funny
1: because i it's uh, it, it's sad because I, I see john cusack in trailers now and i just kind of he's like the nicholas yeah i kind of like he's, oh he's like there's Nicolas another Cage. one yeah and I just kind yeah. of dismiss it. And I, I feel like that's not fair because I feel like, uh, you know, I mean, I think he's an actor who's done some really amazing things. But unfortunately, I just uh, I just don't know if this um, I don't know. I was it, it piqued my curiosity because I do like I, I liked the, the tone of it. I liked the idea of this undertaker who kind of ends up kind of you know, getting wrapped into all this uh, this murderous uh, activity with uh, John Cusack. But I don't know. I, I kind of watch it. I'm like, eh, I don't know. I don't know if this one's going to be able to get off the ground.
0: Yeah, you guys. <laughs> Where, where's that? Where's that? That uh, that that exuberance for just being in the world. I think they created a fun, gritty, uh, dark Western universe, and I really like John Cusack. And I guess I give him—I uh, I have more faith in the stuff that he's doing than than you guys do. Uh, granted, I don't rush out to the theater to see his stuff, but I do watch it when it comes out on on streaming. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. I wasn't crazy about the last several. Well, Pete, I don't. I don't know that you can rush out to the theater. That's to see the th- yeah, that's that the trick. Like the last the thing he was years. in, in the cell is Yeah, there's there's no rushing. But but the the trick is yeah. like he he's uh i'm i'm with you andy like i have such higher hopes that the next thing that he does yes. is going to be the thing that that gives him the next stage of his career you know and yeah it, like like d'onofrio yeah. and uh um you know kingpin like i i feel like that was one of those trigger roles that, yeah. that put him into a different light and uh i i want john cusack's kingpin and so Every time I see a trailer yeah. for him, I'm I'm excited about just him being in a cast with, you know, great actors and hope that it's the next thing. So I'm looking forward to it. I don't care what you bozos say. So <laughs> <This is> there. <laughs> okay.
2: All right.
1: When's that one open?
2: That one is March 15th, uh, just around the corner. All right. Cool. All right, Andy. All right.
1: My yeah. bring us home, Andy. <laughs> so, for me, uh, I am looking at the trailer The Highwayman, which is John Lee Hancock's new film that is uh, part of the Bonnie and Clyde story. It really focuses on the Texas Ranger uh, pair that are tracking them down Frank Hamer and uh, Manny Galt, played by Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson. And I don't know. I think it it looks really exciting. I love the idea of these aged rangers who were out of the Rangers actually by the time Bonnie and Clyde started their robberies, but then they were brought in, uh, kind of as special investigators, I guess, to kind of uh, track these uh, this uh, robbing duo and their and their posse down. And um, just the the tone of it, the the pairing of Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson, I just think looks fantastic. Plus, you have Kathy Bates, John Carroll Lynch, Kim Dickens, William Sadler. It's a it's a great cast. And what's interesting, which I didn't know this, um, this is something that the producer Casey Silver, he I, I guess at one point, well actually John Fusco, who is the one who wrote it, and kind of he had been really interested in the story of Frank Hamer and really like he'd done tons of research, really wanted to portray his story uh, correctly and and but had been working on this project long enough that at one point, Paul Newman and Robert Redford were poised to play these two characters. Wow. (laughs) Which uh, I think is really interesting. So, I mean, he's been around John Fusco as a as a uh, writer. He kind of uh, broke in uh, back in the 80s with Crossroads. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys remember that movie, but totally. I really loved it when I was a kid. And then he did Young Guns, Young Guns 2, Thunderheart, uh, really kind of just a, an interesting variety. He created the Marco Polo TV, uh, TV show. And now he's got this and finally it's it's gotten off the ground. And I, I don't know. I love the tone. I love the the violence, just the the feel of the whole thing. It looks like they're doing a great, authentic pairing to Bonnie and Clyde, which I think would be really interesting double feature to look at. What do you guys think of this one?
0: Well, I don't want to be too enthusiastic about it because, uh, you know, apparently I'm... This is old 2 by going. <laughs>
2: And it's going what? It's got a brief theatrical release and then go into Netflix. Yeah, right, Slate, right.
1: That's that's their model. I'll be able to rush get it to theaters so we yeah. can get it yeah. eligible for awards. And but then, uh, yeah. you know,
0: John Lee Hancock, uh, he's uh, you know, we we yeah. have a a non-questionable director <laughs> in the seat. Uh, <laughs> yes. You know, I mean, if if anything. The, the Bonnie and Clyde story really needed a little dash of Saving Mr. Banks, and I think that's going to sweeten it up, and I'm very excited about that. Hopefully the songs are good.
1: He wrote A Perfect World, which uh, also had Kevin Costner, and I loved oh, that film. Yes. I, I think that was a really oh, interesting a great film. Uh, one to look at. So that's the one I'm going to take, Pete. <laughs>
0: I mean, I love Saving Mr. Banks, but... Yeah, a Perfect World was was also... Uh, I I I I admit it. I enjoyed that movie, and I forget it when I think about my opinions of old 2 by 4 because... Yeah. That was a, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it, it has been directed a lot,
2: but everything that I've seen has been really solid. The Rookie, The Blind Side, yeah. Saving Mr. Banks, The Founder. Yeah, all... Solid, And I think with this cast, I mean, this is, you know, I, I love, you know, 19, what is it? 1967, Bonnie and Clyde uh, with, you know, Faye Dunaway, Gene Hackman, Warren Beatty. So it's been a long time since we've seen that story, but I like the perspective we're taking on the other side of this. Uh, So I'm. I'm excited about this one. And fun fact your trailers are related through like a six degrees of separation thing because both John Fusco, who wrote this, and Andrew Lanham, who wrote The Kid, Pete's Mm -hmm. Pick, The Kid, both wrote or were contributors to 2017's film The Shack about a grieving man receiving a mysterious invitation to meet with God at a place called The Shack. Look at that.
0: Look at that i have not heard of that movie (laughs) you didn't hear the shack i you know it's one of those that i think just kind of came by oh
2: wait well yeah exactly that's you know it sort of came and went and uh yeah but they both worked on that so interesting um sam worthington octavia
0: spencer and tim mcgraw uh,
2: oh yeah yeah it was based on a Real popular, like a, yeah. A Christian uh, sort of book yeah. thing. Yeah.
0: Wow, a Christian sort of book thing. No, I haven't heard yeah. of that. <laughs> yes, exactly.
2: Yeah. But well, uh yeah, yeah. I, I'm excited about this one. It's, uh, I I don't have issues with
1: Kevin. I Kosser, don't either. So I think
2: he's great. Yeah. Well,
1: this one's going to premiere South by Southwest on March 10th. Then it'll uh, have a limited run in theaters March 15th, and then hit Netflix March 29th. So all we'll right. all be able to see it very soon.
0: I'll be first in line, first in line because of my, <laughs> my fandom. I celebrate my fandom. I love it. All right. What's our list this week?
1: Well, uh, weirdly it, uh, you know, you guys picked some good trailers that, that work cause you got a, 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 a father producer with his son acting in it. We've got, a. Uh, John Cusack in one of them. I don't really have anything. I guess Thomas Newman composed the music for mine, and John Schwartzman shot it. They both have family They're members. they both family members, right? <laughs> in the industry. Wow. Oh, Rocky Five. We are going with family members acting together. uh Yes.
0: Oh, Rocky Five. <laughs> what a terrific oh, experience! Then there was, was Rocky Five. Yes. I I don't know why you're so hard on this movie. I because it's <laughs> <laughs> all right uh well
1: i think we should go in reverse order so i can go first you should you should do that <laughs> sure <laughs> go first you it. go first i um i was actually floored as i was going through and researching for this list i'm like this is easy picking yeah. there are so many choices yeah. Hello, so nepotism. really it was like. Exactly. Yeah. So it was really like which ones do I really want to just throw out there for people? Um the first one I'm going to do is and I you know I, I debated about this. I'm like does a husband wife count? I'm like well, of course they count. They're they're oh, they're married. They get married and then they act together. Um it's not like a sibling, but I still think that it ends up counting because of that connection. Um so the first choice I'm going to go with is a movie I just thought was fantastic and trippy and just everything going on, and it was so much fun. It was the first time I had seen Kenneth Branagh do something that was a present-day story, and I just loved it, everything about It this is the romantic thriller Dead Again. And Kenneth Branagh, of course, acts in it with his then wife, Emma Thompson. And I just uh the pairing of the two of them with uh with her um issues as he's uh hypnotizing her trying to uh Pull stuff out of uh, kind of what is going on with her past life and everything uh, c- became a really interesting story. So I had a fantastic time with it. Dead again is my
2: first choice.
0: Excellent pick.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's a great pick. Well, although i I considered the married couple thing and said, "Well, they're not. Yes, they're related, but <laughs> I'm 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 tracking bloodline." <laughs> Because I thought that's sort Steve of. Steve
0: called Twenty Three and Me and said, "Look,
2: <laughs> are they related? Yes or no? Even if they have different Anybody. names, is there blood relation there? Can we connect them genetically? Yes. All right. So, what did so, you come up with? Okay, <laughs> Doctor. So I I came. I... <laughs> So my list was a little. So there were lots of, and I was like, "Well, no, can't do that, can't do that," because it's married. It's like, oh, okay. So anything a married couple. So it's like you know, you've got all your Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman movies. I mean, I could just done a list with, with those. So I said, no, I'm going to keep it to what is truest to the film that we're basing this on, which is actual related family members. So I went back to one of my favorite sort of family pair working together of. Related to my trailer, John Cusack and Joan Cusack in 16 Candles. Way back. They don't have scenes together, but it's, I hadn't seen this movie in a long time, watched it with my kids a couple years ago, and I was just astounded at how solid this film is and how well it continues to hold up. It doesn't have those, it doesn't, yes, it feels dated a little bit, but it doesn't, the script doesn't pedal in oh this is funny because it's of its time it is funny because it is universal experiences about being a teenager so that is my first 16 That's a good they okay.
1: are uh, and they're an easy one to choose from because
2: <laughs>
1: they've yeah. done quite a few projects together
0: i does it count as a steal if we pick another uh film from the same pair he's, i don't think so i asked him for a friend OK, uh, <laughs> No, you can, I, I know what you I know. I know where you're going. OK, you go well, I you know, there are a number to choose from for, uh, from this particular pair, John and Joe Cusack. And I'm going to choose uh, one that um, I don't know. Maybe it's a surprise. High Fidelity, uh, which I really enjoyed. And, uh, I, you know, I think I enjoyed it for the music even more than the movie, because I listened to this soundtrack a lot. Uh, uh, it it was just fantastic. And who wrote the book? Why can't I think of that? Uh. Oh, that's Nick Hornby. Um, it was a Nick Hornby book that that is Nick not, Hornby. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I I this is one that I never read the book, but I haven't heard this one maligned as much as some of the other Nick Hornby books, like in, in ridiculed in pop culture. I think it was, isn't it? Didn't Ben Folds' his latest album was really just an entire concept album of putting the lyrics of Nick Hornby books to music? I'm, I'm pretty sure that's, sure, that's true. Interesting. Uh, and so it's they're very funny. Um and and it's, you know, it, it's work. Yeah, it's like the Nick Hornby picture show or something. Uh, anyway, uh, I don't know. Very funny. So I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, 2000 Stephen Freer's director. Uh, and uh, I have great memories of it, but uh, that's probably good reason enough not to watch it again. Although 7.5 on the IMDb scale. So that's something
1: I need to rewatch that movie. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Very interesting.
2: I'll get to it after I watch The Name of the Father because I I have seen it, but I'm the same boat, Andy, is. I have. It's I think I saw it in like 2000 2001 when it first came out, and haven't seen it since because I I think there was a lot of hype about yeah. it for some reason that I and I, I and I enjoyed it, but it didn't live up to what everybody had been you know sort of hyping it as to me. So I
0: said, Well, yeah, okay. this is again, this so is I, one of those movies where John yeah. Cusack at that time. And even probably still, except for the fact that in the movie we talked about today, he's a murderous gunslinger. He is a guy that I find uh, unnaturally easy to see myself in. Uh, you know from gross point blank to this to i mean you name it like i feel like i whatever age maybe it's because i'm aging with him um i i feel like i can watch his movies and feel very (laughs) much like i'm in character you know i'm i'm there and so it really doesn't (laughs) I, i guess that makes me more forgiving of the properties that that might be you know less than great yeah so all right andy all right Next up for me is
1: uh, a mind bender of a movie that uh, I always loved. And then uh, Richard Kelly decided to do a director's cut that almost ruined it for me. Uh, it is Donnie Darko, a brilliant sci fi movie. I just had such a great time with this. Uh, he did it in 2001. It was kind of an indie little thing, but it, it worked so incredibly well for me. And the sibling pair in this one is Jake Gyllenhaal with his sister, uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. And I playing real, real siblings. I, I loved them together. I thought they had great chemistry. I love both of them as actors. Anyway, I think they both are incredibly talented people. And uh, this movie was just great having the two of them in it. And uh, it, this was kind of it wasn't my introduction to Jake Hall, but it was really a kind of a great uh, turning point to see him doing more interesting things. So uh, that's my next pick. Donnie Darko very yeah,
0: nice i've never
2: it's 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 one of, it's uh, no i've what? seen it
0: i mean i've seen it but i've never been. like i feel like there's something when i watch that movie that i should be seeing that i'm not seeing that all the people who love donnie dargo see and i so i <laughs> i don't see it and therefore i've never kind of latched on to the donnie dargo train but the, so i don't know You're one of those. I'm one of those. And I should, by all rights. This is my kind of movie. Like, I feel like this is a movie I should be super into. Alas. You should be.
1: Well, we need, you know, it'll probably be like uh, No Country for Old Men. We'll put it on a list. We'll watch it. And then you go, where was my head all these
0: years? I hope so. Yes. I hope so. I hope so, too. Uh, Maybe we'll get a Richard Richard uh, written (laughs) series. And we'll do this. And we'll do Domino. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, he unfortunately kind of, uh, this, yeah. this was, he was
1: really, truly like a one hit wonder type of person. Yes. Was, was yes. that one hit the
0: box with Cameron Diaz? Oh, was that the one hit? Oh, wait, no, you're talking about something else? <laughs> oh, boy. all right. Steve, what's next <laughs> on your list? All right. All right. Get us
1: out of this. All right.
2: Oh, <laughs> get us out of this. I, I, you know, that was, uh, it wasn't quite a steal. I had that as a backup because I, I had a feeling. One of you was gonna take Donnie Darko. So I'm uh in with the, you know, sibling pairing. So uh fine. Uh I'll just throw say anything. I'm gonna stick with John and Joan Cusack and I'll do Say Anything because uh it's the like the one Cameron Crow movie that I actually enjoy. I haven't seen it in a long time, but it's one that I think is maybe due for revisiting. Uh it's I think it was just celebrating the is it this year? It's like been 30 yeah. years oh yeah uh whew. but you know pete i'm right there with you aging with john cusack seeing this uh you know while, while mm-hmm. in high school uh yeah and going from 16 candles to say anything uh nice progression in the in the sibling pair so that's my oh, another excellent there we pick. go
1: all right yeah we've talked about that one on the show but yeah. it's still it's a great pick oh yeah we you did, did? Yeah. oh fine then I, fine then i'll do gross point blank there you go there's another
2: <laughs> as you said, the well is deep That's, on yes. that one they've been in um, 10 movies together
1: i love <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh so yeah, <laughs> we could just we could fill we could okay. fill the entire thing with <laughs> we just, just john and <laughs> joan pairings
0: i uh, so in the show notes okay. just so we're clear i have say anything no no wait gross point blank john and Joan john that. good Person there we go two, that seems like there you go a, yes. a noted cheat, but I'll let I'll allow it. Uh, my number two pick is, you know, I think when people think about Owen and Luke Wilson, uh, well, I, I'm I'm assuming people are going to jump right to the Royal Tenenbaums as as kind of the one of the great brotherly pairings. But for me, I got to go back to 1996, uh, a, a fun and funny uh, caper movie that goes in all kinds of crazy directions, and that is Bottle Rocket. Uh, written by Owen Wilson and Wes Anderson, directed by Wes Anderson. And it has all of the weirdness that you come to expect from these people working together. It also has 1996 and very short hair. And uh, it is, I I find it, Absolutely hysterical. I went back and watched it, just, just the trailer, and I got stuck in some clips today uh, as we were pre- preparing for the show. And I'm in stitches. It is the first thing that I want to do uh, when we finish this show is turn on uh, Bottle Rocket. Have you guys seen this one?
1: Yeah, I never loved it as much yeah. as any other Wes Anderson movies that I've seen.
0: Um, I always thought, eh, okay. But you, are you with of... Tenenbaums? Are you on Team Tenenbaums? Oh, yeah. Yeah, see, I'm not as much like I. I liked it; it was fine. But this would be my preferred movie over between the two. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, it's. It, I mean, Wes Anderson
0: has
2: you know this is you know what his first film, and he hadn't really honed in on his what's become his characteristic style. So yeah, if you're not a fan of his his approach and style to how he shoots his films now, yeah, this might be for you because it's I'd say more traditional. I, Great story. I I actually hunted this one down. It was from like back in the late nineties. It was hard to find it like Blockbuster because I'd seen uh, Rushmore and I was like, I want to see what this. Other movie mm-hmm. he did was uh, Model Rockets. So it took me a while to track this one down. And I I had, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember really in enjoying this one and having a lot of fun with it. So it's one that, yeah, if people haven't seen it or you're not a huge Wes Anderson fan. I'd say give this one a shot. I think you're going to enjoy it. I, I could not agree more.
0: Could not agree more.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, Andy. Uh, for my last pick, I am, I again. It's it's very uh, challenging because the the lists are long. The lists are very long here. I am going with a uh, Mary Kate Ashley Olsen film. <laughs> totally joking. <laughs> uh, no, I am not doing that. I, <laughs> but I had to. I had to throw that in there though. <laughs> I am looking at it it's an it's an acting filmmaking family that uh, I I I tend to forget about because sometimes they do movies that I tend to not want to watch. Um like White Chicks, uh that's one that I didn't want to watch, but the Wayans <laughs> brothers have done some really clever stuff and I love Scream and Scream 2. I thought they were fantastic twists on the horror movie, but then to see what Keenan Ivory Wayans did with his brothers Sean and Marlon and the rest of their team uh when they did Scary Movie, they had so much fun parodying um uh, Scream but also all the other spin-offs that Scream ended up having. They uh they did they had just so much fun with it and I I, I had a blast watching it with Anna Ferris. And uh, speaking of there's somebody else who's acted with with a, a, a filial relations. Um, I, I really just loved this movie. And I this one that I probably should watch again because they uh, they made a lot of fun parody stuff. They kind of took up the mantle after the Zucker Brothers kind of fell apart. I think these guys uh, started doing some stuff before they fell apart. But I do think scary movie is well worth checking out. So that's my final pick. Scary
0: movie. I'll take it. I need to watch. Plus I love again. that they
1: actually titled a scary movie which was going to
2: be the original title for Scream.
0: Oh, that's funny. I'd forgotten that. That's awesome.
2: Oh, that yeah. yeah. I think I saw the first scary movie and then yeah, that's just not a genre I enjoy that much, but it was this. The, did this start the whole thing of like the genre with movie in the title like there was like what not another teen movie and was this was this the first one of that whole sort of parody genre it you know it it very well
1: could be i didn't think about that but uh yeah i don't know where i'd find that but i don't know cuz yeah there there was yeah. not another teen movie um yeah there right. was all those and i'm trying to remember there's yeah right
2: i, I can't think of them because i didn't it's not something well, that I, I, there me, were 5
1: of these yeah. so obviously that just oh, okay. that alone yeah. gives you all those you know yeah. something movie titles you know? yeah
2: but i thought there was like disaster
0: movie or
1: something i can't Well remember, this was 2000 but... yeah, so that's... i wouldn't be surprised if this okay. really kind of did yeah. uh spur that on
0: yeah uh, the latest ep- or not the latest there was a uh, i'm digging through the archives of Dax Shepard's podcast armchair expert and there's a great interview Uh, It was conversation between Dak Shepard and Ana Ferris, and you know they talk about the the challenges that she had with these movies and how hard it is to play you know one-dimensional dumb uh and the fact that she wasn't in um you know scary movie five because she because she got they said she got too old and uh you know hearing her talk about that and and you know she's really bright uh, and and so it's it's a really fun conversation if you uh, haven't listened to dax's podcast it's terrific worth checking what's out what's it called again armchair expert and what i love okay. about it this is the this is the hook right there, there's this uh, he has this wonderful uh co-host who speaks up occasionally but the the last segment on the show uh she fact checks him so the guest leaves And then they have this segment where she goes through all of the crazy things that that, you know, podcasters say that where they might not be 100 percent accurate. You know, like this film made 70 bazillion dollars. She says it didn't make 70 bazillion. It did make a lot of money. Here's how much it actually makes. So she fact checks all of the things that they say in their interview that are incorrect. And I I love that bit. Like I show up for that. It's really fun. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Steve. All right. Your last your last pick. Okay,
2: I'm going to stay in the 80s. And this is one where I have not seen it. I I
0: am concerned
2: that it might be a movie very much of its era. Um, but, again, sticking with siblings, not the Cusacks this time because <laughs> not returning to that well. But this is one that I just, I, I don't know, because I guess this was late 80s, so, you know, just getting out of high school. But this was a movie that, you know... As I'm growing and maturing, like, okay, these are this is a movie that's tackling, you know, what it's like, you know, being older, you know, so like I can sit down with an adult drama about grownups and and their issues and uh, the Bridges brothers uh, hiring Michelle Pfeiffer as the singer in The Fabulous Baker Boys. I remember really enjoying this movie. I don't know how well it is going to hold up if I were to revisit it now, but I just remember really having a a good time with this uh because there there wasn't uh there weren't superheroes there weren't explosions it was just a nice like straightforward adult drama and feeling like yeah i can I can understand and appreciate this movie
0: michelle Pfeiffer's make and, and uh, in that movie is the definitive make and whoopie yes, in all movies yes, so fun and fantastic. Uh, I love that movie. Uh but I was going to say this one was one of Pete's favorites. Oh god. I, I, yeah. It yeah, is yeah, totally. Really? Okay. In fact, you it it's it's technically a steal. Uh I I sort of bumped it because I have a gimmick as my number one pick. Uh but this is absolutely this was my number one pick until I found the gimmick. It's only a 6.8. Don't, 6. don't 8 care. Don't the, care. The, I, the IMDB <laughs> scale doesn't okay. exist for All this right. movie. There. It's uh, everything—the okay. all <laughs> all right. piano stuff, the <laughs> yeah. uh, the gruesome yes. work. I mean, it's just—it's just—it hits me in the sweet spot. All right.
1: Yeah, I remember enjoying it. I, again, I haven't seen it in ages. But uh, Jeff Bridges—you uh, know—watching him and his brother, I thought was uh, yeah. it was great seeing the two of them. Yeah. Um, but, you yes. know, there, there's something about—and this actually would have made it an even more challenging list—to have have them uh, playing their actual relations uh, on screen.
0: Yeah, right. And, but
1: this would be a perfect example oh, yeah. of brothers playing brothers. Right.
0: Yes. yes. Uh, All right, Pete. Okay, my last uh, pick is one that I don't, I laugh at this movie. I do. I, I actually have, I have fun watching this movie. I know that uh, I'm I'm pretty sure Andy was going to have like an, a negative ASMR kind of relationship when I say it. But I picked it because not only does it have family members, it has Five family members working on the film, uh, and that is Zoolander. So we've got Ben Stiller. Right? I know. Okay. <laughs> you hear that? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> ben Stiller is working uh, with his wife, uh, Christine Taylor, who, is, who plays Matilda. Uh, we okay. have Jerry Stiller yeah. as Maury Ballstein. Uh, yes. His mother, uh, Anne Mira, uh, is a protester who hits uh-huh. Mugatu with an egg. His sister, Amy Stiller, plays one of Hansel's friends in the loft scene. And finally, his uh, brother-in-law, Mitch Winston, uh, is the director of the infomercial <laughs> that he does. So we've got all five in the film with Ben. Their nepotism is alive and well in Hollywood. Thank you. I've got the black lung I will say,
1: I, I like that quite a bit. That's that's the one thing that I took away from that movie.
0: <laughs> there are so many one the things round, in the of their little tiny cell phones. Uh, come on. Uh, yes. <laughs> How will they be able to read when they can't even get in the building? <laughs> <laughs> in the building. Oh, that movie ah, slays me. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> That's a good list, and uh, it's a good list of some, in cases, not great movies, but uh, still a, a lot of fun, and uh, a lot of sibs. A lot of sibs. Lots of family. Mm-hmm. So what do we have going on this week?
1: Well, we are doing Rocky Balboa.
0: What do we want to do for a list for this one? <sighs> hmm. I don't know. Uh, Steve, have you seen this one? <sighs> Yes. Yeah, this is
2: yeah, I I just haven't seen Rocky V. About franchises rekindled. Design. Franchises rekindled. What is
0: that? So yes. so is there are we
2: putting a year? Like, like
1: well, no, I would say, well, okay, be. well, there's
2: two ways you can look at it. One,
1: it's it's a franchise that stopped for a very long time, at least 10 years I would say, okay. and then got picked up again. Okay. Or you could say it's a franchise that kind of was running you could say getting worse and worse and worse. And then they finally made one that also was like, Oh wow. Yeah. Here's a good one for a change. Okay. Well, I like both of those. In, th- in that case, it wouldn't necessarily have to be right. 10 years apart. It could be, you know, you know, like the fast and pure. Well, I don't <laughs> now, now
0: I'm ruining it.
2: <laughs>
0: there you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Go. I agree with that. And so either of these conditions can yeah. be met. Yes. All right. I think that we keep okay. it broad enough for either of those. Or we yes. can put them both as two options. Shall we see if we come up with two more? <laughs> sure yeah i think we need to uh so the plot keywords uh as usual are not helpful again sweat <laughs> punching no. fight boxing <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why you guys bother with that anymore <laughs> because There's, it's so fun <laughs> it's so much nonsense. fun <laughs> uh, burt young is irrelevant movies that's not one no uh <laughs> punch in the face punch in the stomach punch in, they've got all the punches <laughs> uh movies written by the director um, uh no what about uh movies
2: about uh because he he comes out of retirement you know so sort oh, of that, yeah, coming guess, out of retirement uh, movies just
0: in general yeah. you know c-
2: coming out of retirement you know just somebody getting you know pulled back into you know something uh against their will or just returning to okay. something uh yeah so like coming that. out of retirement what about like uh father son yeah.
0: reconciliation movies what About movies, (laughs) crickets. That was weirdly. uh, I'm just, I'm still, I I just wanted to keep that going (laughs) because that was really funny.
1: (laughs) No one likes your ideas, Pete. How about
0: uh, movies in Philadelphia? How about oh, god, (laughs) I'll keep talking about.
2: Have we done, like, uh, does, does this happen? Did they do it in any of the other... Or did we put this on a list where we have, like, athletes playing themselves in a movie? Because don't we have that in here somewhere? He's dealing with, well, like, yeah, real I mean, boxers he's or something. Carver, who is a boxer in real life. Which, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. So is there... Did we do that? Well, we, did list? List. we did Restless. We did... Oh, that's right. That's right. That was wrestlers. Yes. Okay, wrestlers. Play. We
1: could do um, sequels okay. where uh, a beloved character dies
0: uh, off screen <laughs> before the movie starts. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, do you have any? Do you have any specific characters in mind, Andy? Do you have For any other up? movies hmm. that we can bring up besides the one that you're feeling emotionally strongly about right now? The only other one I can think of, <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, we technically. Well, we've covered it as yeah. Aliens 3, but uh, technically you do kind of see uh, Newton Hicks yeah. die at the very beginning of the film. So I don't know if that completely counts, but they certainly did find a way to kill them off right. pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah, that's a tight one, but still, I'm sure, you know, yeah. yeah. All right. So it was franchises rekindled at least 10 years before yeah. coming back to it. And then it was uh, franchises um, rebooted. No, not rebooted, but it's like taken that. that took a dip in quality before
0: yes
2: a a, a return to quality in a franchise okay
1: i'll say franchises with a return to quality okay so those are our choices franchises rekindled at least 10 years before coming back to it coming out of retirement and franchises with a return to quality
0: i feel like we're gonna have to bend the rules on having never talked about the movie on the show before my natural like we've we've done a lot of these series That I'm coming up with that have been yeah uh, that that took okay. a dip and came back to form. Well,
1: and here's here's a question for you in in uh, franchises uh, rekindled. I mean, can that be one film that ends up getting a sequel uh, many years later? Would, I mean, it would count as oh, a. I don't know yeah. if it counts as
0: because uh, it's not a it's not a franchise yet.
2: Or are we sticking with they?
0: Well, but once they make so they have to have one, at least yeah. what
2: two mo- two movies. So if there's two movies and then the third comes later, because I think if they have a franchise rekindled, we would have to, I'm sort of with Pete at on this, it have couple. to be Gotta established be a in the part, franchise right? that then there's a gap. Not just like a sequel that's much later, because then, you know, yeah, that's just a sequel. Uh, so two films, at least two films, and okay. then a gap.
1: That stuff. might make it even harder, but we'll see what we yeah. can do. All right. All right. Lock well, it that's in. it. Yes. The poll is going yeah. up people can get their choices in there and uh, we'll see what we talk about next week.
0: See how it feels? feels shitty, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) You're a terrible, terrible person. Wow. (laughs) Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We sure appreciate your uh, your time uh, joining us for this fine, fine Saturday matinee. Uh, Steve, Andy, good to talk to you. Have a great weekend.